Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Greg and Katie, how can I help you? Hey, Jim. Um, I'm sitting some didn't have any flooding, just some buckling uh, of some of the floors. So obviously the water is traveling from other locations. Uh, who would be the best uh, to contact in terms of find out how, where that water is traveling from? Uh, well, the water uh, can uh, actually come right up through the concrete. Is this a glue-down floor? Uh, basically, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when there's that much water, as we had, was the water all mm. around the house? Okay. Did you have water all the way around the house? Well, I mean, not not, not gathered or anything like that. Uh, no flooding or anything like that. Uh, but, uh, you know, but obviously a lot of water from the, uh, from the storm. Sure. Yeah, um... Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is let's get it dried out and try to get it to lay back down. But as far okay. as where the moisture is coming from, typically what you would be looking for is an engineer to come okay. in and take a look. Uh, okay. It, there is a website for the Foundation Performance Association. And that is uh, an engineering website and all those guys come out and do uh well i won't say they all come out and do inspections of foundations but all of the ones that are on there are involved in foundations and some type of soils and things like that and it'll list the ones that will come out and take a look and that would be your best bet okay 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 thanks a lot thank you sir bob this is jim welcome to texas home improvement well we kind of lost our house in the flood off over here in uh in uh, River River uh in uh Siena and a lot of my friends lost their flooring but we've been having a lot of guys coming by, you know, telling us different prices, you know, from anywhere from one twenty five all the way up to two dollars a square foot to lay tile. And I'm just trying to I mean, that's good prices, so what how do we know that's just my dilemma, trying to pick that right guy. Okay. They all say they're professional and they bonded and so I don't really know yeah. how to gauge that. Well, the first thing I'll tell you is is the bonding on contractors doesn't mean diddly. Okay. A lot of cities require a bond, and it costs like $150 to buy this bond. That means absolutely nothing. Okay. So don't don't let that fool you. Okay. Uh, Okay. As far as picking a good contractor, a cheap guy is going to give you cheap work. Okay. 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 So okay. what you got to do is check out some of the work that they've done. Okay. And, and, and the, best, the best thing you can do is ask for references, call the references, okay. and you don't want people who they just finished last week. You want people that they finished like a year or two years ago or three years, four years, whatever, and ask them key questions. You know, did they get on the job and stay on it? Okay. Because okay. what a lot of people ask is, oh, how does it look now that they're finished? Well, you know, they maybe took six months to complete a job that should have been done in six days. Absolutely. So Absolutely. Did did they get on it and stay on it 
and has it lasted? Those are right. the key questions right. you want to find out. Right. About. We're going to Bear Creek and Elizabeth. Yes, uh, our home flooded, not too bad, maybe like three inches. Uh, my question is, we had flood insurance, and our adjuster came by and told us that our outside AC units, we have two, were not going to be covered because they were working. So what do you suggest we do? Uh, he said he was still going to present them, but most likely they would not be covered because they were working in working order. So sure. And, and you somebody... only... Go ahead, sir. You only had three inches of water in the house? Yes, three inches okay. and about five, five inches outside. I got to be honest, you need, the unit should be looked at just to verify that the water didn't get up into any of the components. But if all that was out there was three inches, chances are real good. He's correct. No, it was five inches. It was more water outside than inside. Yeah, but but most of the electronics are higher up in the in the AC unit. If okay. you just get some water onto the coils and, and things like that, you're fine. It's when the electronics in the AC start getting underwater that it will tear the unit up. Okay. And quite honestly, it can it will work for a while, but then it'll blow out. So you definitely want to get it looked at so that if the the parts that went underwater need to be, you know, need it needs to be taken care of, the AC guy can tell you up front whether you need okay. to argue with well, the adjuster the or not. Well, hopefully the AC guy will be able to get him out there before he puts the claim in, and we can tell him what our AC guy said. So, okay. Yeah, and well. Go ahead, sir. I, I was going to say, even if the claim goes in first, do not be afraid to to make them uh, add something to it. Okay. Things Things are always missed, and it can be changed. Okay, I had another question. We, uh, we're in a two-story, and we're staying upstairs, and my daughter's you know, telling us, Mom, what are you guys doing there? You shouldn't be in there. Uh, is it okay to stay uh, upstairs? It, it just We had like two or three inches in the house. That was it. Did you, did you get all the wet stuff out? Yes, all the carpeting. We had uh, laminated, wood, uh, laminated wood flooring, so all the carpet's out, but our, our guy that's going to come in and demo everything is going to come in like monday or tuesday but meanwhile there's no water you know in the house my husband clorox the clorox the whole downstairs and the uh baseboards and stuff so i'm just wondering if it's well, okay for us to stay upstairs spend the but night you there. still have base you still have the baseboards you still have the sheetrock and is a laminate floor still in there yes then no you should not be in the house okay if the house we... had been, cl if and this is for everybody listening, if you go in and you take all the wet material out and you clean everything, uh, you get rid of all the spores, you've, you've, you've scrubbed right. and got all the bacterias killed, then you're fine to be in the house. Right now, though, your house still has bacteria growing in it. You still have mold and probably stuff in the walls that's growing and underneath that laminate floor. And as long as that stuff's in there, you need to be out. Even if we wear a, ma a mask? <laughs> well, no. I mean, if you're going to stay in the house and have a mask on the whole time that you're in the house sleeping and everything, you know, I personally would find someplace else to stay or I would go ahead and get it cleaned up first. Okay. 
okay, because my daughter's having a fit. You know, she doesn't want us to spend the night there. And because we're Your daughter upstairs is... and we have the door closed to our bedrooms and stuff. <laughs> well, but here's what happens. You're circulating all the air in the house with that AC running. Uh-huh. And it's blowing the, all those spores and bacterias and everything are spreading throughout the house. It needs to be cleaned up, and it really needs to be done before you're back in the house. And again, this is for everybody listening. Once you've cleaned them up, then you can stay in them, you know, in the upstairs like that. Uh, okay. But if you haven't cleaned them up, you need to be out of it until you do that. We're going to go to Friendswood and James. Hello, Jim. How are you doing? Hello, James. Oh, I'm uh, doing good. How about you? Well, I'm a lot better than some. My, uh, I'm, I'm going to change uh, subjects. I'm not flood related. Uh, I have uh, vinyl okay. siding, and, I, and it's vinyl siding uh, related. Uh, I want to replace the siding because it's uh, probably over 30 years old and uh, looking pretty bad. And I, I want to use engineered wood to go back on. My question is, do I need to take the underlying, uh, after removing the uh, the vinyl siding, do I have to take the underlayment or the other siding off before re-siding with, a, with an engineered product? What product are you looking at using? Uh, I don't have specific name in mind. I, I've looked at uh, several different uh, the lumber yards, and they have you know different types of uh, the shiplap or or the uh, engineered uh, uh, siding, you know, that that's not shiplap type. So yeah, I haven't. So you're looking there, at something. But, right. You're looking at something like a smart side or Hardy or or one of those type of products. Well, that brings up another question about Hardy. It, Hardy seems to be real heavy, and I'm wondering if I would have uh, foundation issues by using something that heavy. On an older house. No. No. Uh, Hardy, a lot of people think it's un, it's really, really heavy. It's really not all that heavy, and your foundation won't know the difference if that's on there or not. Um, okay. It, as far as do you need to take the siding off, when you pull the vinyl off, if the material behind it is in good shape, it's not rotting, you mm -hmm. can leave it there and use that as your base to go over. Um, most of the sidings that you're going to purchase call for a uh, underlayment, and that can be used as your under underlayment. But if there's any rotten wood, it needs to come off. And unfortunately, a lot of times behind vinyl siding, you find quite a bit of rotten wood. Yeah, I do have some. Uh, that That's part of the issue as well. Yeah. Yeah, so if it if it's rotten, strip it off, put plywood on, and then go ahead and put whatever siding you're going to put on. But if, uh, again, if, if if only pieces here or there are rotted, cut out what's rotted, replace just that piece, and and you can use that as your underlayment. Awesome, thank you very much. I appreciate the All information. All right, Tony in Missouri City, how can we help? Hi you? there. How are you doing, Jim? Hello. I'm doing um, wonderful. How about you? Good. Uh, I got about a foot of water in my home, and I, you know, got the sheetrock uh, pulled up four feet. The question is this. I've got the top-of-the-line carpet, and I steamed it about five times already, 
is, am I fighting a losing battle or do you think I can salvage the carpet? You are fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Hmm. And, what, and I hate to tell so, you that, but once it once it's soiled that it, badly, there's no uh, rescuing yes. it. Yes. If it if it was just a matter of it being wet, you can yeah. you can rescue it. But because of you know the fact that this wasn't clean water. I mean, yeah. Let's let's face it. A lot of it even had sewage in it and stuff like that. And right. you just plain cannot get it cleaned up again. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what FEMA told me. Yep. But I wanted your expert opinion if, if, to. Yeah, if or, you put that back in the home, you uh -huh. you will have you will have people getting stuffy noses and 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 problems, respiratory problems in that house right. until the day that carpet comes out. Wow. Okay. Well, you saved me a lot more time and effort. I really appreciate it. You bet. Sorry to All hear right. that. Okay. Thank you very much. Take care, Tony. David in Fort Bend, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great, Jim. Uh, I love your show. I've called in a couple of times in the past, but uh, I've got a, a new issue that I'm trying to deal with. Uh, okay. I just purchased a home in Fort Bend, and... Uh, it had a known uh, foundation problem, not not too bad from what I understand from my inspector uh -huh. and from uh, the folks that uh, several companies have come out and uh, estimated what it would take to repair the foundation. But the the estimates were done by the by the owners, and they're just making all that that information available to me because now that I've closed on the home, I'll actually be the person to hire a foundation company and come in to uh, do the work. But uh, okay. the, issue I'm, the issue I'm having is that the, uh, there are about four different estimates, and they range from as little as $3,000 to $12,000. And, and uh, what little I know about foundations, this kind of work is that there are drilled bell-bottom piers where they pour the concrete, and then they set a cap, and then they, I guess y'all adjust from there. But it's a poor, deep-drilled foundation here, and then the adjustment takes place at the top. Uh, others right. are, you know, something driven in the ground, and it seems that the, the drilled piers where they pour concrete in and have bell bottoms are more, the more expensive, like a ten or twelve thousand dollar job. But then the like a three thousand dollar job is a guy that has said, well, the amount of uh, the amount of uh, movement you've got there. It's not so great that you need like 20 piers. You only need about five to bring it within. I guess what he's talking about is, I guess what would be the code if a if a if a if a loan company said you got to have this foundation work done. Right. So to bring it back from, in do tolerance. I do, a, do I do a minimum repair at a cheap price, or do I do a larger scope of work and more piers for a more permanent solution? I just don't know what to do with this. I will I will tell you, typically I tell people only do what's needed at the time. And the reason I say that is you may never need to do more if proper maintenance is maintained on the home. Or, you know, you may have to do more later, but quite honestly, foundation repair has not gone up in price hardly at all in the last 15 years. It, it's not one of those industries where... The prices just keep going up, 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 out of sight. 
Uh, the bigger problem in foundation repair is a third of the companies go out of business every year and you're left without a warranty. So you got to hire somebody who's been in business for a while and is going to stay in business. Yeah, and that's going to be your bigger problem. Yeah. Do you have a preference, though, for uh, the bell-bottom drill piers that are poured concrete over the, the kind that are uh, what, some kind of concrete cylinders that are driven in? Press piles. Well, now, you, just full disclosure, you know I own a foundation repair company. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Yes. Do, okay. And we do drilled piers. We do the press concrete pile. In fact, we developed all the installation process for the press concrete pile. We do steel piers. So I do a mix uh, depending on the soils and the structure that I'm working on. Typically out in Fort Bend, it really typically needs to be a press pile, the precast concrete piles. Drilled piers normally will only go 12 feet. And a press pile out in, in uh, the Fort Bend area, it's not unusual for us to go 35, 40 feet. Wow. This is in a, I mean, it's a, it's a black gumbo, expansive clay area. Around yep. Yeah. And that's, that is exactly the soils that the, the uh, press piles were developed for. Yeah, okay. Man, that's, I appreciate it very much. I mean, unless you have more to tell me, I'm going to let you go on to another call. I'm going to head to another call then. Uh, the only other thing I'm going to say is, obviously, I'm going to ask you to give us a chance to get your business. But beyond that, you have a great afternoon. Well, uh, yeah, and in and, and, uh, uh, and the fairness of full disclosure, uh, yes, I noticed one, one of the quotes is from your company, and I'll, I'll be looking at that one very closely. Thank you very much. Okay. And if you have questions on it, you feel free to call me. I'll do that. Thanks. Karen, this is Jim. How can I help you? Um, yeah, I fared a lot better than a lot of my neighbors, and our dining room took the damage probably like an inch and a half of water, and it's hard wood, so we uh -huh. really didn't even notice the damage until like after a couple of days the seam started to buckle. So we're pulling that up, and oh. underneath it's wet where the concrete is, and yes. so I'm thinking a lot of the water just got soaked up by that hard wood, and then so we're pulling that out, and then it's adjacent to our kitchen, which is big 12 by 12 ceramic tiles. Now, those seem fine, but it's a really old floor from, like, the 80s. Does water get in that, or what should I be looking for to know if that's going to be uh, – if I need to pull that up as well? You shouldn't. Uh, so the, the tile floors actually do very well in floods. And okay. uh, the only thing you're going to want to make sure you do is sanitize it well. But other than that, you should be fine with the ceramic tile floor. Okay, and then I have one other quick question. So this is our okay. first, like, uh, natural disaster, and we've never dealt with FEMA. I have no idea what to expect. I've already registered. They said they're going to call call us in, like, a week, and they, they gave us two options of either them helping us or us taking a loan because they asked how much we made, you know, in a year. How does FEMA just in right. general work? Do they look at, like, what we make and what our damage is and say, I'll give you, like, a tenth of the repair cost? Or how does – I have no idea what it, how it even works. It's almost a sliding scale. The less you make, the more they'll give you. The more you make, the the more they're going to charge you for the money. Okay. Because so I'm thinking it, it's all it's all based on your income. Okay. Well, like if if I made like between eighty five and a hundred, is that put you out of FEMA and into a loan, or is that ballpark? Or I, I got to be honest, I 
I don't know where their cutoff line is, but I would imagine, yeah, at that at that kind of numbers, it's going to be a loan more than a than a. Uh, okay, that's what we thought. M- okay. More than than just a grant, but the interest rates that they charge are typically extremely low. In some yeah. cases, no interest at all, or or right. or a half a percent or a percent and a half. You know, very low. Okay, and it, it isn't it okay for a loan? Yeah, I guess that's what it would be. All right, thank you for your time. Yeah. You bet. Take care. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.